episode of War Talking Drums is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one drumstick manufacturer. With 22 models to choose from, you can get the right size, weight, and feel for your playing. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Hey everybody, I'm Derek. And I'm Corey. And you're listening to War Talking Drums. Drums. I don't know why I you stopped there. I don't know why you did that. Okay. I don't know. That's de- I know that nobody's going to believe us, but that was definitely the best take of that. <laughs> it 100% was. All right. It is Friday when we're recording this, and we're, uh, we both had a hell of a week from the sounds of it. We're both mm-hmm. exhausted, but we're, uh, we're here, and we're, we're doing our thing, and we're talking drums, man. So how uh, how's your week been though? Like uh, I know you've been busy, been in school, been doing your thing. You uh, you hit the kit this week or what? I did. So so this has actually been two weeks uh, that I've been. I haven't been on the pod. I was on the podcast last week. I I was MIA. Yeah. So that's sorry, right. sorry so everybody. Low. I know. I'm sorry to my legions of fans out there that were listening just for me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we should we should come up with names for people that like us. For I don't the, have one. Like uh, like one person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Each. I guess we could just call them by their first name. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're... <laughs> so but, uh, anyway, yeah, I did get to play drums. So so band practice has started up again, which has been wonderful. Oh my god, I miss playing real drums so much. That it's sounds so much fantastic. better. Yeah, it's so much better than playing my electric drums, which again I am thankful that I have, but it's not the same. No, and I've I've been seeing some of the videos you're posting. It doesn't seem like uh, your chops really diminished at all in this time off. <laughs> Still... Well, to be fair, both of those videos I posted uh, were at the end of a practice, so I was like super warmed up. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, you I know. At the beginning of the first practice, you're probably like, "What are what are these things in my hands?" Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! Okay. So, um, fun little side story regarding the first practice. So, for the last you know three or four months, I've been playing my electric kit with these little dinky sticks. I've talked about them on the show. Like just the sticks I found, they're like five A's or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're super small, and I've gotten used to playing with them. Um, for a while and so i i my intention is to switch over to los cabos and try those out uh if you and i can ever get together <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i uh, have them sitting in my front hall ready to go but... i know so i actually went uh, and long McQuaid called me because apparently i ordered a set of them like months ago and forgot and so i went and i picked up one pair of the red hickory rock and they're way bigger than these five a's that i've been using you know, still slightly smaller than the metal stick, but like that was, you know, it's, you know, I haven't been using that for a long time, but so they felt like tree trunks. And I went mm-hmm. to the first band practice after months and then suddenly started playing like 
intense blast beats and stuff with these monster sticks and my forearms just felt like they were like swelling (laughs) it was very difficult for a little while until i got used to it yeah what i really enjoy doing is 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 doing all my warm-ups and like practices with uh two b's and then if i'm going to record or rehearse or anything like that i'll go down to a 5b so it's just like it's like butter it's like nothing yeah you know so see my big thing is i really like how the sticks like the bigger sticks make my drums sound you know you hit a tom with a 2b it sounds better than whenever you're hitting it with like a little like a smaller stick um, the snare, my snare seems to sound pretty much the same because it's so cranked anyway. But like, mm-hmm. I just find for me at least, my toms sing a lot more whenever I hit them, hit them with a like a thicker stick because there's just more of a punch. And yeah. That's, oh yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, I I I definitely find a very similar thing. But at the end of the day, I think I play better with a five B. So that is more important to me than. <laughs> You know, just like a little more attack. Yeah, that's completely valid, too. You got to also know yourself and know what's going to make you play better. So and and I th- I'm sure there's one thing to be said about like a, this, probably something like, you know, you getting more used to five B's, you might actually be able to hit harder with a smaller stick than with uh, a bigger stick just because of what you're used to. Yeah, absolutely. And more accurately and mm-hmm. like everything. Um, but that's why I like practicing with the two B's. And then when I go to do something more serious, like, like a full rehearsal or recording or anything, I back it down to a, to a five B and it's just like, everything is bang on. So nice. See, I've never done that, but I do find, and I've always been hesitant of doing something like that, but, um, so now that we're having practice again, I'm leaving my dominators at our jam spot and at my at home, I've got a set of speed cobras until I get my new pedals, mm-hmm. uh, which I should look into, see if those are almost ready. But um, I I do find that since my, my speed cobras, they just they don't feel quite as good to me as the dominators. I have to work a little harder to play them. Whenever I go and play the dominators, it's so easy and yeah. it just feels like a huge luxury, uh, which is pretty nice. I've been meaning to switch back to my dominators. Um, I kind of go back and forth between those and the my axis pedals. Um, mm-hmm. I just find with my axis pedals, uh, the slave pedal on the left just doesn't feel quite as awesome because it's a double pedal and not two singles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like man. I love the feel of the the axis right now. Like, have you converted them to two singles yet? No, I haven't. I like having one set that's solid as a double because mm-hmm. if I am recording and I want a natural kick drum, I don't want to use two kick drums. I only want to use one kick drum. That's so fair. right now that's what I have have it set up for. Um so there's there's that and then I have my dominators which are my two singles for, you know, when I have two kick drums so and usually those would be triggered like one thing i noticed too even in the video i uh, one of the videos i recently posted uh the camera is just it's you know it's almost impossible to get your bass drum sounding the same and the camera Mm -hmm. was picking that up and for me i was like (laughs) like i did not like hearing how different they were 
And I'm yeah. sure I could probably go in and get them a, bit, a little bit closer, uh, which I may do at some point. But that's a bit of an undertaking, which... Yeah, it is. It is, definitely, man. I think, you know, we can get into that in a second. But I think this might be a good chance, a uh, good time for us to introduce our topic of the day, uh, since we've talked a little bit about, you know, getting certain sounds out of our drums already. Yeah, Would you care absolutely. to do the honors? Uh, today, we are going to talk about heads and tuning so how which which heads uh to use uh which ones we prefer and uh properly tuning your drums uh which uh, <laughs> we should say properly with quotations <laughs> yes um we uh we're gonna learn with you but actually not uh we're we're just gonna discuss our techniques really i guess um yeah so um as a as a kind of run through, what heads do you use on your kit currently, um, and what kind of tuning techniques do you use? Um, so I have, uh, and it's worth mentioning, I play a, a PDP Concept Maple kit, and uh, on the toms, I'm currently using the Evans. Uh, it's not the Onyx. Um, Evans black chrome yeah and i'll be honest i bought these because of the way they looked but they sound amazing and i'm going to get them again whenever i need to get new skins because i mean the way they look helps but like they actually just they really it's like the perfect sound it's like what i'm looking for on that kit and uh Mm -hmm. i I love it so they're uh, a little bit thicker as far as i'm aware and i'm not going to get in like you know, we could say, oh, there's this many mil, like, I don't know how many mil, like how thick they are. Uh, it's probably like a 10 mil and a another 10 mil. I think it's two, it's two ply for sure. But they're, they're, they're thick enough and heavy. Of, they're two ply of seven mil. Oh, okay. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I think that's why I like them because they're. Yeah. Are you still looking? I am actually. Yeah. It's, it's two ply <laughs> with a ply of seven mil clear over apply of 7.5 mil black film so, okay yeah yeah so that's kind of i think that's why i like them because um there are other heads that are quite a bit thicker like the hydraulic which also has an oil in between which i find just dead in the sound but i do you know I, I, at the end of the day i am a metal drummer i want my toms to sound big um and deep and but i still want a little bit of tone for whenever we play stuff that's a little lighter uh, and they, uh, I don't know, as soon as I put these on my kit, they just sounded amazing. They have like the perfect amount of, of ring to it and they don't sound boxy. Even my floor toms have some, a nice amount of tone to them. So I really mm-hmm. like that. Uh, admittedly, I don't think I know what's on the bottom <laughs> of my resonant heads right now. I think it's probably just, uh, at Evans G1, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what I have. Um, and uh what about you for your toms my toms i go with um my my go-to is the evans g2 on top and the g1 on the bottom but currently i'm using a set of two ply attack drum heads uh clear so they and they do do they're they're really nice um I I am in contact with uh, Tim over at Attack Drumheads. Uh, he was nice enough to send me some to try out, and honestly, I've had them on for a couple months now, and 
they're they're just about ready to be changed out to uh, do a couple sessions. But they are really nice, uh, nice skins. I I really like them. They made my tom sound great. Um, nice. As soon as I put them on, took a little more tuning than I'd say like the Evans uh, heads, just because the Evans. Um, like they just sit a lot cleaner, I find. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a little bit more uh, to to get them to sit nice. But once I got them on, literally just like a rough tuning, and they they sounded really nice. Just a, a two ply clear. Uh, I really really <clears throat> like just a simple tom skin. Um, like going back the I I went through every every different Tom skin that Evans had. I'm an Evans guy like since since day one. Mm-hmm. I've only ever used I think Remo on uh like the Remo ambassador on my snare a handful of times. Other than that, it's been Evans all the way. Uh so I went through pretty much everything they had i had the hydraulics for a little bit i've used the black chrome i am actually using the uh onyx coated heads on my mapex kit um so i really like that uh it's it it gives a nice round warm sound to my toms Mm -hmm. considering i have a 10 inch rack and a 16 inch floor with that kit and that's the only toms i have i'm able to get them heavy um but still kind of punch through the mix uh mainly for um any of the the johnny no catch celtic outlaw stuff or the like uh rock style stuff that i do um so i really like those but other than that man um g2s are the way to go i think anyways they really they don't do any extra dampening um, they really just make your your drums sound the way that the drum sounds. They're not adding or taking away from any of the tone. Um, yeah, they're kind of like a good middle ground, like a good average. Um, and I'll say average uh, with the idea of like metal and, and rock and harder drumming. Um, they create like a pretty good average sounding tone, like a regular good just like you were saying there you can look at some uh, like jazz drums where they have like a single ply that's kind of cranked up a little bit and you know they might have a different idea of what an average tom sounds like before what we typically talk about they're they, yeah they're good uh and i used to use those quite a bit too and i think mm-hmm. that i kind of uh i'd say that the black home chrome are actually fairly similar uh overall yeah um like i do you still have the evans website up there like what uh what are we looking at uh thickness wise uh for the g2s yeah uh well oh no i clicked see i I went i clicked on the wrong thing uh oh yeah do you see how that happens all the time it's (laughs) it's a curse oh (laughs) no um i and i just find with the clear heads and everything like that um it just it, it allows you to hear the natural sound of your drum. It's absolutely like, like I said, man. It's not it's not dampening anything. It's 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 not hiding anything. So if you mm-hmm. have lower quality drums, you might want like a hydraulics or the EC twos or something like that. But oh, um, man. we'll get we'll get into dampening in a second. Yeah. Um, 
that yeah, yeah. that's a whole other world but <laughs> um the g2 clear is two plies of seven mil okay yeah uh, so they are so, pretty pretty much they're pretty similar to the uh the black chrome that i'm using which i think is why i like them so much yeah black uh, chrome has like a 0.5 millimeter difference realistically yeah so, i mean I'm, I'm wondering if maybe that black film is i don't even know i have a hard time imagining that <laughs> 0.5 really does much of a difference but i like them end of the day they look cool they do they look they look pretty sweet man. yeah i actually used to use the uh the um oh my god the ebony ones that you were talking about yeah and uh i used those on i had a uh, pearl export kit and i used those for a while those ended up being probably what i would say is like one of the best sounding skins for that kit and it was interesting because I found whenever uh, I bought the Tama Superstar Hyperdrive, which I eventually sold you, yes. uh, and I'm hoping that <laughs> uh, this isn't what you did. But um, for me, I put the the oh my god, I'm confusing the the names of these. The Chrome, not Chrome, the Ebony, the, the Onyx, Onyx. Oh yeah. man, so many. Um, I put that skin on the tama kit and i did not find uh that i got a good sound out of it ah okay yeah, yeah. i i found that it just I mean, maybe it was something to do with the shorter stack toms but it sounded really dead and i had a hard time getting any any um sustain out of my toms not that i like a lot but it just it was weird because it was the first time i ever really thought oh okay yeah like certain drum kits work better with different types of heads mm-hmm yeah. Oh, definitely, a hundred percent, and definitely like the, the the depth of your toms will make a big difference in that as well. And what what wood type, like with um with the birch, I did I I really like clear toms regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the birch kit, I think having just a two ply clear uh, on these, that's the only thing I've had on it so far. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like it. I don't know if I'd want to go a coated uh, skin root at all with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the attack of clear heads. I'm not much of a coated guy either. Yeah, I only like the coated uh, for like the more rock stuff because I want a warmer, uh, less. Uh, I don't know about less attack, but like just that warmer, uh, slightly more dampened tone out of them. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would I agree. Like if I was playing some other type of music, um I would probably use coded, but for metal specifically, having that extra attack from the clear, it just makes everything a little bit easier and pop out slightly more. Yeah, exactly. You need those toms to cut through the mix, right? You don't mm-hmm. want them like blending into all that like mid-range and everything of the guitars and bass and yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So, uh what are you using for kick drum skins? Which is an interesting question, considering uh, you know, as metal drummers, we doesn't really matter what we're using for our kick drum skins because we're triggering anyway. Exactly, um, but it still feels good to have a nice sounding kick. Well, uh, I on my metal kit, which has two kick drums, I just use um, the I think it's the EQ three um, by Evans because it doesn't. A lot of the Evan skins have um, that dampening ring, 
around them. And honestly, yeah, the EMAD, yeah, the EMAD series. Um, and honestly, it took me a while to be able to get in. I I actually had to special order in um, some that didn't have that because most music stores, that's all they carry because uh, everybody loves them, which I do as well, and I'll get into that after. But that's what I'm using on for my my double kick setup. I don't really tune them at all. I stuff <laughs> them with moving pads and blankets, and I crank them up pretty high just to get a good rebound on them. And that's that's pretty much it for that. And I don't even have like a like a port at the front or anything because I have a, just a, a decaled front skin. So I just mm-hmm. deaden it as much as possible. A for recording, so you don't really get much of a kick sound to it. Like they don't really resonate at all. Um, and and just it it allows. Well, back in the day when I used a rolling trigger. You know, you won't get missed triggers. Now that I'm using foot blasters, it doesn't really matter. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. On my, I'm using on my oh. other kit though that I actually record and and use. I don't use triggers on. I do have the the EMAD two. I think it is. Yeah. Um just one of the Evans EMAD uh, two plies. And dude, I love it. It's, Sounds great. Oh, um, yeah, it's like a legendary drum head. Yeah. Actually, I I that's what I I used to have on it. I I have the attack um clear head on it right now though that I'm using. Oh. And actually I do love it. Uh Oh, nice. Yeah, it sounds as well, dude. I love this kick drum. Uh my uh Mapex Meridian series Maple Kick. It's yeah. it's absolutely incredible. It sounds fantastic. Everything I've recorded with it sounds amazing. So, yeah. Man, it's been such a long time since I played a drum kit that has an actually good sounding kick drum. Like, I'm the same way with mine. I, I, I uh, mine are cranked fairly high. They're not like super high. It sounds, it still sounds like okay when you hear it, but uh, it's same deal. I, I have them. I've got some moving blankets in there. Uh, I do have a port on the front, which I had to design my because uh, I've got a sticker on the like a custom bass drum head in the front of each kick as well and i had to design it around that stupid hole and mostly i did that because like i don't have it super stuffed and i figured like if we're playing a show i don't want the stuff inside my bass drum to move around and shift and then not be able to get at it and and fix it yeah so that was my goal um and i have uh for heads right now i ended up i wanted black heads and i thought like oh it doesn't really matter so i ended up getting um I think it's it's like an EQ. Oh, what's it called again? It's like an EMAD head, but like it has the tech. It's like a, a coated black one. So mm-hmm. the Evans probably Onyx or something like that. EMAD Onyx or whatever. And I do not actually like how they sound. And I know we we're just talking a lot about how it doesn't matter. But uh, I I would love to switch it up to and get actual clear EMADs just because I think I would get a lot more uh, actual attack out of it just yeah and that's really you know not something like i'm not gonna record them i I rarely really mic them but just for my own satisfaction to have a slightly better sounding kick yeah and they are the the emad onyx bass batter yeah it just seems a little dry if that makes any sense yeah well the 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 onyx in general because it is coated um 
and that matte black, it has a, a warmer tonal characteristic and the clear heads in general will have more attack and, mm-hmm. and, and focus to their tone. So I, and I think overall that's, that's probably what you're looking for out of all your drums. Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was kind of like, when I bought these, I had just got my new kit. It's a black on black, uh, like PDP kit. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get these awesome looking black Chrome heads. And you know, I don't look really cool if I have a black kick drum head too. And now it's like, you know what? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'd rather have them sound good. And realistically, the kick drums are sitting in the shadows underneath everything anyway. So no one's even going to notice that. Yeah, dude. Not even in the slightest. Like, yeah. they're not facing the audience. Like, you're fine. Whatever. There is there is actually one uh, jumping back to toms for a second, because this just made me think of it. There is a tom head that I've wanted. It's a floor tom head that I've wanted to try since I've seen it. I've seen a lot of people on like Instagram and stuff have this. And it looks like an EMAT. It's got that. It's it's like you know a sixteen or um, <clears throat> excuse me a twenty inch uh, kick head or floor tom head sixteen or eighteen sorry and it has that foam ring that the uh, Evans Emat has and you know a lot of the videos I see it's per, like they've actually recorded and probably EQ'd it but it always sounds really great and I've always wanted to try one out on my sixteen inch floor tom so I think it would sound pretty cool. Have you seen those? Um, yeah. Oh, definitely. I do know, like, you can get the the Emad twos uh, in an eighteen, um, but I I definitely have seen like fourteen and sixteen inch. Uh, essentially, yeah, it is a kick head that they put on floor toms, and I think it's a killer idea. Totally, um, especially considering I use two floor toms, so like the second one is really I just want it as low and and. Uh, you know bass drummy as possible pretty much yeah honestly my goal is to get a 20 inch gong drum um and have that for those like super heavy hits uh actually i have another kick drum man i've got an extra kick drum lying around yeah, man. We should build some fucking floor toms out of our yeah. like 20, yeah. 22 I, inch I kick drums. I have my old electric bass drum, or yeah, my old electric kick drum is actually a 22 inch by 8 inch bass drum. So it is a gong drum. Like you just take the bottom head off of that. Well, I mean, it's not like a full depth, but it's like a pancake drum, I guess. I've yeah. heard some people call it that. Uh, I've often wondered what that would sound like to turn into a floor tom, and I may do that at some point to see. Yeah, see, I don't know if it has the depth for it anymore that you would... Uh... Well, I'm definitely not carrying three bass drums around to shows. <laughs> so it's that I or will. nothing. <laughs> I 100% I'll do it. I don't I don't care. Uh, Your band is going to love you. Uh, I don't... Well, all right. I don't know about doing it for for metal i might just get like a pad <laughs> and, and yeah, use that yeah that's fair as a, a sample it and then put that sample in um but then that's more electronics okay i don't know i don't know which one to do yeah anyways anyways we'll, we'll figure um, this all out when we're not recording <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah we'll figure this out in, in post as always yeah so we got uh we got toms down we got kick drums uh, where okay. are we at with us uh, I guess we're going to jump into the, the big game ticket. I don't know if that's what I'm talking about. We're going to talk about snares. 
Snare We're going to talk about snares, yes. That's what yes. everybody and wants I, to hear about. That's everybody's favorite drum. It is. It is. It, the kick and snares are, are essential to, to any kit. All right? Mm-hmm. So uh, when it comes to snares, man, I... Okay, again, right now I have on uh, an attack uh, red... I think it's called the red dot on my um, my 14 by 7 pork pie. But okay. my... My go-to for any recording, live purpose, anything at all, is the Evans uh, HD Dry. That thing is absolutely perfect. I barely have to use any dampening on it or anything. I put it on, and it does exactly what I want it to do. And this took me probably about eight or nine years to find the right snare head. Uh, and now that I've found it, I kind of, uh, I don't really like using anything else. So. I hear you on that one. I, uh, is that, I'm having a look at it here. Oh, it is the one that has a little tiny holes around it. Yeah. yeah. I used that for a little mm-hmm. while. Um, that is not my go-to, uh, my go-to, uh, potentially has changed, but, uh, I did used to use that one a little bit. Uh, I always went with the, uh, the power center, not the reverse power center, like the regular power center. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that just for a number of my snares that worked really, really well. And I got an awesome sound out of it. I had a 13, I still had a, a 13 by three and a half, four inch uh, piccolo snare. And it sounds amazing on it. I love it. But with my current main snare I have, which is a uh, 14 by six and a half uh, brass pearl free floating snare. Uh, I wasn't, well, I mean, I think it sounded all right. And then I broke it (laughs) and I didn't have any other heads. So I I grabbed one and I may have mentioned this on the show before, but I, I, years ago, like five years ago at a yard sale, I bought, uh, I came across a, uh, an Evans, uh, is it the Evans hybrid snare head? Um, it's made of like Kevlar or something like that. It's a really, really expensive one. I saw it, it was like $5. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to buy that. <laughs> and so and it was used. It had like a little bit of visible wear in it. And it had some like residue from duct tape or whatever on there. But I bought it and I put it on my snare I was using at the time and it completely killed the tone. I was like, oh, this is disgusting. I hate it. So I put it in a box and I never looked at it for a while. And then I broke my snare head and uh, that was all I had. So I threw it on my brass snare and it sounded amazing on that one. And it works so well. Um, and so I love it. And it's an old head, so I can't imagine how good a new one will sound. Yeah. But I, at the time, they were like 80 bucks or something like that for it. Oh, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I might be wrong, but but uh, yeah, definitely. Like, I think a, a lot of the stuff kind of, ahead, as we said with the toms, it's all about finding the right head for your specific drum. A hundred percent, man. Like, uh, like, like that story right there, you used it on one snare and it's, it absolutely was terrible. And then you tried it on a different one and it was beautiful. So yeah, a hundred percent. It depends on what drum you're putting it on and what you're looking for in the tone of your drum. So for me, man, the HD dry, it, it just gets me to where I want to go with the snares that I have. So, mm-hmm. and the tone that I am looking for. So, yeah. 
Oh man, okay. I'm on uh, the Daddario website right now, and the 14 inch uh, hybrid snare drum head is a hundred and six dollars. A hundred and six dollars for a snare head. But I mean, this thing is like, it's insane. It's so, uh, it's their strongest one. It's like something that's normally used on marching snares. Ah, I see. Yeah, okay, and, and okay. it's like. It even says, like, this drum head can hold up to the heaviest of hitters and offers a unique coated wear-resistant texture, perfect for brushes. And, oh, wait. I thought it said weather-resistant at first. It's um, weather-resistant. You can put this in <laughs> you tornado. Can leave it <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, this thing is, like, it's insane. It's, uh, it's so, it feels so strong. You can crank it, and it's just, like, I don't feel like this will ever break. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's been a long time since I've broken a batter snare head now i constantly break my uh resonant snare heads so interesting yeah actually i've I've broken a fair number of those yeah and i actually oddly enough on on my mapex blaster snare um which is only about eight months old maybe i broke the one of the snare wires recently broke on it and i was like oh that's weird so i guess i'm gonna have to i'll go get some pure sound snare wires i was meaning oh, to man. upgrade the snare wires on it anyways because i i really I, I like to do that on any snare that i have um oh, just, I, I need to do that so bad the last time i looked underneath my snare i realized that like i think i have like five wires missing right now oh my god i know and i just like keep forgetting because that's like i don't ever see it it's on the bottom of my snare you know what does it expect hiding way down there i broke one and i knew it right away like as soon as i sat down and i started playing i'm like something's weird and then i looked under and yeah one wire was broken and i'm like okay take that off change it out grab my other one grab my other snare pop it on i'm like fuck i guess I guess I got to get new ones, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like I looked under my snare and there's five wires hanging off. It'd be like one would break and then I would break it off and throw it. And then eventually it's just like I kept being like, oh, shit. OK, well, because I got to play the rest of the band practice or whatever. So I just I'd break whatever wire was hanging off and get rid of it so that mm-hmm. I don't hear them rattling around. But ah, then I kind of okay. just don't think about it again. And now it's like, oh, I don't have very many wires left. I wonder if my snare will sound way, way better if I get something new. More sure than likely, yeah. More than likely, it will. Now, when you when you go for uh, a resonant head on your snare, do you have a do you have your go to that you you like to to pick up? Cause yeah, like, the uh, the power center one. No, oh, wait, the resonant head. Resonant sorry. head. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I uh, also just a side story here. Uh, that something you said remind me of. I actually broke two of them once in one show, which what? was. Like when I was a kid, and I'm assuming it must have been something weird with my snare stand. But at the time, I looked and I was like, had no idea why it was happening. But it was uh, we were playing a set, and I broke the snare. And you could just tell as soon as you break the the resonant head on the snare, your snare just loses everything. Yeah, it turns oh, into yeah. like a little like you're going to blast, and it's just like pop, 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 pop. it sounds horrible. But anyway, I did that, and then a guy in another band lent me his snare drum to finish the set with, and I broke it on his too. And I don't know if it was just a coincidence or my snare stand had something sticking into it, but like the mystery was never solved. Oh. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so admittedly, I don't know much about 
the resonant heads. I've always just thought, you know what? I'm going to find whatever is the thinnest one I can get and go with that. Yeah. So I usually just buy like a, like the Evans snare rezo or like the whatever 300. Uh, um, Does it have numbers? <laughs> yes, they let's... have numbers, Derek. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't even know. Or the I don't even know what I have in mind. See, I um, I ended up breaking them relatively often, and I wasn't sure why. Um, but I decided to go with the five hundred, um, because it is the the thicker. Um, so I. I, I, I've had good luck with that ever since. Um, I haven't really broken many, but there was a time I was using the 300, uh, snare side, uh, 300 by Evans. Um, and yeah, I'd go through a bunch of them. I wasn't, Interesting. uh, it could have been just like how hard I was hitting. Um, cause back then I used to really, really lay into my snare. So, mm-hmm. It could have been that, could have been uh, the snare wires uh, with just wasn't set properly. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, even to this day, I'm not, I don't know. But yeah. uh, it happens uh, and it sucks. And now I always keep one or two extra snare side uh, skins on me at all times. Yeah. I, I carry them around. Uh, all the time, all the time. Not yeah. even when he's drumming; just that's his thing. Yeah. You see even him in if, the street; he'll probably have one. Yeah, man. So if you need one, <laughs> uh, hit me up. Just find me. You know, it's like where's Waldo? Yeah. So you know, we've been talking a lot about Evan's skins. This is kind of like how we talked about Sabian a lot, because <laughs> um, that's what we both play, and that's what we know. Right? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, all the big companies are going to have skins that are pretty similar to one another. So rather than like, you know, whatever. Rather than saying, hey, these are the best ones, essentially, like, maybe we should take a second to talk about the characteristics of each of these heads that we like. Um, so that way, if somebody wants to find something similar in another company, it's easier to look for. So, like, for example, like we said with uh, the Tom heads, like the G2 and the Black Chrome, you know, they each have two plies of seven mils. The Black Chrome has the 7.5 or whatever, but, you know, Another company, I think it's uh, Remo probably has like the uh, Emperors or something like that, uh, which are likely fairly similar. And you're like, you're probably going to get a similar sound. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, you know, a really thin uh, batter head for your snare drum is going to. I wouldn't say they all are going to sound the same, but each company is going to have something that should fit uh, what you need. Yeah, definitely. Like the two biggest ones are are Remo and Evans. I would say. Um, I know some guys that um, live and die Remo. They're like these are the best heads, uh, and they have their specific go tos, and like that's it. Um, Me myself, I've always loved Evans. Uh, That's just, I don't know. I it's always been what I've been drawn to. It's uh, it's what I've played and what I really enjoy and what I'm comfortable with. Um, so, and I do like, um, I do like the attack drum heads. Uh, they're a newer company and definitely 
deserve some support. So if you're looking to switch things up, I would highly recommend hitting them up and uh, getting some some of their heads. They are doing some really cool stuff um, recently. So yeah, yeah. I definitely check out those guys too and see if they they'll work for you. There's another uh, company called Aquarian, which is yes, uh, kind of like a middle, like a medium size one. I think they're not quite up, you know, Evans and Remo, but they're pretty. They're getting some traction. They're getting like they're pretty. Uh, you hear a lot more people using them lately, yeah. and I personally have never used them, but I've heard good things. I do believe your good friend Chris Adler um, <laughs> endorses. <friend>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, you guys are best friends. You, uh, <laughs> you know, text each other all the time and stuff. Send each other gifts or gifs or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Constantly. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey man, like, check out this puppy I saw. Yeah, exactly, man. That's like <laughs> it's the day in day out. Anyways, I'm pretty sure that he endorses uh, Aquarian drum heads, uh, and they oh, have cool. like a, a a a pretty extensive roster. Um, I and that that's another company I've never really. Uh, dabbled in because i've just uh lived and breathed evans so hard and you know i I, i've tried out some of the remo stuff um back in the day but uh yeah i don't know i'm a i'm a big uh brand type of guy so once i uh start using something like kind of religiously i kind of just stick to it yeah with something like that like same with symbols for me i guess um lesser like you know, less about, uh, not about, but like less for uh, drums themselves, but for cymbals and heads. I started using Sabian. I started using Evans. And it's almost like I have a, like a, if it's not broke, don't fix it mentality with those because they get the job done. I like them. I'm happy with it. So why would I bother uh, <laughs> you know, going around? Because I mean, at the end of the day, your toms, regardless of what company you use, are still going to sound like toms and your snare is still probably going to sound like a snare. You're probably going to find something that you do like from each company. Yeah. And it takes time, right? It takes a little trial and error on, on what kind of head, what thickness, what, you know, like everything about it. Um, cause head heads will drastically change the, the tone of your drum. So, mm-hmm. and I know for a while I was using like the heavy weights and stuff. Cause I was like, oh man, like, yeah, I play metal. So I need, I want a thick snare drum. That's not going to break <laughs> on me and blah, 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 all this stuff. And I just found that it just, it just didn't quite get the tone I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, so it's like I, stuff typically marketed for metal usually sucks. <laughs> it's like for... the, like symbols that are labeled metal symbols and and stuff it's like they don't yeah. it's it's like made by people that don't necessarily get it yeah like, like at least to me it always seems like they just miss a little bit i will say um for people who tour very heavily having something like the heavyweight snare drum uh head is very beneficial because you don't have to change it quite as often um, you're probably not going to break it. All those like great things about being on the road. But um, if, if you are like just playing shows kind of more casually and stuff like that, I would, I would suggest a, you know, like really searching for your tone and, and mm-hmm. going down that rabbit hole rather than just simply going for durability. 
Definitely. And, you know, especially uh, if you're recording a lot, you know, mm -hmm. you're going to probably notice a lot more of a difference than live. I mean, you still will notice a difference. But, you know, if you're playing like some smaller clubs, your people aren't going to listen to the interest. I can't even fucking say it like the specific tones of your snare. They're not going to go like, oh, I like how warm his snare sounds. They're going to go, oh, yeah, I can hear it. Cool. I if I'm in the audience, I will say that <laughs> well i mean yeah to an extent but i think that in some of these smaller clubs the uh the subtleties of of the tones aren't going to be quite as noticeable as opposed to recording absolutely not but i will say smaller clubs you're not pushing you're hearing more of the drum in the room rather than hearing the drum going through the pa in like a, a bigger club Right. Mm -hmm. Like once you get to that, like four or five hundred capacity clubs and upwards, you're pushing the snare through the PA. So the sound guy is able to EQ and compress and, and, and do all those fun things to it to make uh, it, it sound differently rather than in those really small clubs. You're hearing mostly just the snare in the room because it's so fucking loud that you can't mm -hmm. really push it through the PA and change those tonal characteristics of it. So yeah, that's true, you know, and the dude, some of the best snares I've ever heard have been in those small clubs. And I, I've bought band CDs specifically because of that, how that snare <laughs> sounded in like a 200 cap room and it, yeah, man, uh, dude, snare is like really the cornerstone of the drum kit. Like it's, oh, man, yeah. you, you get a fat, snappy, fucking beautiful sounding snare drum and, uh, like the, the rest of the kit will do, will kind of just follow as far as I'm concerned, man. Like, mm -hmm. dude. Yeah, it definitely makes it like having a good snare you like is, uh, it's a game changer, but we're getting off topic here and we're running out of time because right. we were going to talk a little bit about tuning. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, we'll have to make a, a, a separate episode about us just gushing over snares, which we could easily do because <laughs> there's so well, many of them. One thing I, you know what I I'd rather touch on is, is dampening. Um, cause well, that falls into the realm of tuning. It does. It does. And I don't know how much you like, we could do a whole other episode on tuning if we want. Um, let us know in the comments if you want us to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do a quick, quick and dirty one, a quick and dirty on tuning. Yeah. Okay. So, and then we'll get into dampening and stuff. So first of all, uh, what is your loose method for tuning your toms? Um, I, I, I put them on and I, I tighten the skin. Uh, finger tight and then and then <laughs> done and then i uh well I sh like obviously you have to stretch them out uh and then when tuning them up um obviously like everybody knows or if you don't uh there's a specific uh method you want to do uh when tightening your lugs uh and just like uh, a single turn and then i go directly across and do that like kind of star pattern and more or less I I will get because I have three rack toms and a floor, so I will get my rack toms to sit how I I feel they sound best. I I am a believer that a drum 
has a tuning that it sounds best in. Now, um, there's been recordings I've done where we have tuned the kit to the key of the song. Um, uh, Johnny Nocash did two songs last year and we did that. So we changed the tuning, uh, more so of just the toms into a different key, uh, because both songs were in, in different keys. So I've done that. I, I do have a tune bot as well for studio sessions. So I can like mathematically tune it to whatever notes I want, but at the end of the day, I think that there is uh, a certain tension and, and note that the tom is going to sound best in. And mm-hmm. I figured this out with my, my other kit, the Tama kit. I haven't really dove into which, like where they sit quite yet. Um, but my other kit, like there was, I could not tune this, these toms to anything other than than this one note especially my uh my 12 inch rack tom it was like it would only sit into this one note if i tried to do anything else it was too ringy or or it caused buzzing or anything like it just sat perfectly there and i just leave it and that's Mm -hmm. it all of them had their place that they sat in and they sounded fantastic together and i didn't want to fuck with that like i just i leave it um Overall, like drums don't hit like perfect notes anyways. So trying to match them to keys of the song and stuff like that, sometimes you'll just end up pulling your hair out. And it's just, it overall can not be as beneficial as just letting the drum play together, you know, and really sing uh, as loud as as they can. Mm -hmm. So I've personally never tried tuning to a key. Uh, I've always just in my head, I want it to go boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so uh, I do have some some things I do for tuning now. And I actually feel like the last time I bought new heads, the, which was the first time I bought the well, the only time I've ever bought the black chrome. Uh, Dylan Gowan, who we've talked about before, uh, yeah, helped me put yeah. them on. He just happened to be like stopping by. We were hanging out for something. And I said, yeah, that's what I was doing. I'm like, oh, I'm like going to put on like my new heads. He's like, oh, you want a hand? I was like, yeah, I've never gotten to tune with somebody else. And it was actually really cool to see how somebody else did it. And I picked up a few little tips. I mean, for the most part, what I've been doing was the exact same that everyone does. You know, finger tight. You go, you know, um, uh, lug to lug, like beat across the drum pretty much. Um, but then whenever you're starting to dial in your sound, what I would do is go around and cause I used to just be hyper-focused on making all the lugs sound the same. And it just was always frustrating. It never worked, but mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to get them all to be the same note, I try to get them to be all the same kind of tone, if that makes any sense. So I would tap and see like, Oh, that's ringing nicely. That's ringing nicely. And then this one sounds a little like floppy or, or it's a kind of weird tone to it. So I might usually I'll tune it up a little bit. And then all of a sudden you can hear the whole drum, uh, starts resonating a little bit and mm-hmm. i've noticed that now like whenever i'm playing uh if i hit my floor tom i can hear it. it's like there's just something it doesn't and it almost feels differently it doesn't feel quite as bouncy it doesn't have the same fullness and usually i'll be like i can go around and find that one lug that kind of wiggled loose and then tune that up a little bit and all of a sudden the drums back and sounds good again yeah yeah so that's been 
uh, yeah, that was a pretty big game changer for me. And I will say that Dylan is extremely meticulous with his tuning. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, we we played one show years and years ago together, and just watching him um, tune his drums up was like, wow, you take a lot of time, and his drums <laughs> sound fantastic all the time. Like mm-hmm. he's they they sound phenomenal and exactly how he wants them as far as I know. Anyways, meanwhile, me, I just like get them out of the cases, set them up and beat them around and make sure they, <laughs> they, you know, yeah. the skins aren't broken or something and we're good to go. So yeah, I do it pretty quick and dirty. Yeah. Um, and then, so for snares, uh, because we're approaching an hour here, my snare tech, I'll say technique and tuning. I say that loosely. I crank the yeah. shit out of it pretty much. Although, I don't crank it like as high as it goes. I find I I crank my batter head up so high. There's like a threshold because you can get it really tight and you got a lot of crack and then you turn it up just a little like, you know, a quarter turn of each lug more and then you'll start getting more of a pop. If that makes any sense to you. Yeah. And I want and so usually what I'll do is I'll tune it up until I hear the pop and then I'll bring it down a little bit so that I still get that crack. And that's like my sweet spot. Yeah. Now nah, there's a whole other ball game that we won't go into and that's tuning like do you tune your your batter head to your rezo head like higher than your rezo head or lower and dude, we'll, we should do a whole other episode just on tuning and everything like that and maybe maybe what we should do is some actual videos on it so um mm-hmm. yeah let let us know if you want us to do something like that we're definitely down uh to give you rundowns of how we kind of do things um but for me like on a snare it really depends on what i'm playing and it depends on um like the the style i'm playing which drum uh, which snare drum I'm using on my my 13 inch Mapex Blaster? I cannot tune that too tight, or else all the tone disappears. Cause it's a 13 yeah. inch drum, mm-hmm. I tune it pretty loose to keep that fatness, and it has a beautiful tone. But again, like I was saying, like each drum seems to have their place that they sit that they sound the best. Um, mm-hmm. and I find with this one, it's definitely, if you tune it a little lower, uh, not quite as tight, it, it really sinks. As soon as you reach this like threshold of tightness, it, the tone just starts disappearing. So, yeah, and, and like you said, it's just a pop, right? Especially on a 13, even though it's like seven inches deep, it's, it's still only 13 around. So, um, yeah, but on my, on my 14, uh, I do, I do have a pretty tight, like, uh, yeah. I don't like to crank it too much, but, uh, I do like a, a nice rebound and I want, th- I want it to cut through the mix as well. Um, totally. I mean, I've said metal, before, so. I want my snare to make people blink at, so it's interesting cause I don't really play a lot of it. Like, I mean, I do play other music just by myself when I'm practicing and stuff, but mm-hmm. I've never played, I've never really needed to set up multiple snares for different styles i i wouldn't mind making a nice fat one and start using that in some centuries stuff but at the like for the most part just one snare sound uh is pretty much all i ever need and so i haven't really experimented much with changing it i will say when you go to record this next record 
really experiment with snare tones because you are going to want um, to not tune it so high so that you can get that fat snare tone on a recording. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's one totally. thing that a lot of these like uh, death metal guys and stuff like that they want to tune up their snares as tight as possible to get like that rebound for the blast. But honestly, I would suggest detuning your snare to like an extremely low tuning and practice with that so you don't have that rebound. Yeah, um, and I then... mean, I agree though. It's like there seems to be a limit though because I feel like there's a certain speed at which you kind of need some rebound. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I think yeah, playing yeah. in like a floppy, floppy snare drum is going to be pretty hard to blast at 240 or whatever, or it's going to sound weird. Yeah. But if you want that fat sounding snare, which a lot of death metal, you don't really need, and you're probably going to sample or replace it anyways. But, uh, yeah, I think this is uh, a good place to kind of end this chat. And uh, yeah, all right. I think yeah, that is a good spot to uh, to call it. And um, you know, let us know uh, what you think about this stuff. If we we missed the point, if if there's anything that you do that uh, you think uh, is interesting when it comes to tuning, or any heads that uh, you think we should try out, we want to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. Send us pictures of uh, of your heads and let us know what you're using. You know, of your your drum your drum heads. heads. Yeah, or or your or your regular regular heads. You're you we're know. gonna get a bunch of dick pics now. Oh great, yeah, not your dick heads. Yeah, you can send oh, them to Corey dot <laughs> Uh, please, please, please don't do that. Okay. All, All right, right, man. Buddy. You got anything else? Ah, no, man. I just, I I hope you have a wonderful weekend. This is going to be Monday when this comes out, but it's Friday right now for everyone. And I just want, I I want you to have a wonderful weekend and uh, I hope the best for you and yourself. This guy. Hmm. Thanks. I hope that too. (laughs) And I I hope you have a good weekend. Oh, I hope so too. Uh, (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. Well, have a great week as well, and we will catch you next time. Yeah, keep drumming. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're feeling especially kind, we would love it if you would share this with a friend or two. If you have any comments, questions, or even suggestions for future shows, please let us know. You can fire us a message, and we'll do our best to get back to you. Catch you next time.